0: And that is just a bit of Country Music Made Me Do It from my guest, Megan Patrick. It's the title track of her latest album, and it's also the song Climbing Up the Country Music Charts. It's, a, it's an anthem for country music fans, and it tells her story. And it's just wonderful. We'll get into that song and much more. Megan is the 2017 CCMA winner for Female Artist and Rising Star. Her album, Grace and Grit was also nominated at uh, those CCMA Awards. And for the CMA Ontario Awards, she is the Female Artist Rising Star Album of the Year winner for Grace and Grit. And her music video, Bow Chicka Wow Wow, won in that category as well. And recently she wrapped up uh, being part of the James Barker Band Game On Tour. Let's welcome her to the show now, Megan Patrick. Hey there, Megan.
1: Hey, how you
0: doing? I'm doing great. You've been pretty busy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, sometimes I think I'm not doing enough, but then you just kind of said all that stuff. I was like, oh, okay, that's
0: pretty cool. I'm doing all right. You've done a lot, and the new album is so amazing. I've listened to it track by track many times, and beyond the single that's out now, of course, Country Music made me do it, which I love. We'll talk about that. There's so many great songs in here, and there's a really good variety, too. Did you set out to show different sides of you musically and sides of yourself? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I just... You know, one of my goals is is to grow with every record and and try and take you know a few more risks and be more vulnerable, and be more honest every time, and just give my fans something that's always going to be fresh and new, but still sounds like me and still gives them you know what what they're expecting from me. So um, yeah, this but this this record was definitely um, a lot of growth from the last record. I I feel like especially as a songwriter, I grew a lot um, in the last couple of years. So I'm I'm really proud of this one.
0: Yeah, we're going to get in-depth on it, and there's so many great songs on it. We'll touch on a few of them. I want to go back over your musical background so people can kind of see where you came from. B.B. Uh, King has a, a, a connection to you and your dad. First of all, he played guitar. Your mom was a mm-hmm. DJ in college. And at some point, you even mm-hmm. took opera. So we've got all these different yeah. influences <laughs> going on. Maybe talk about your your dad first and his influence on you musically. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I've been influenced by so many different styles of music and different artists. You know, I mean, music has just been a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. As you mentioned, you know, both my parents or, you know, my dad plays guitar and is is a musician himself and, you know, my mom is just a huge music fan. And between the two of them, I was kind of exposed to a pretty eclectic taste in music from a young age. You know, I've kind of gone through a lot of different phases of different music, you know, different genres that spoke to me at different times in my life. Um, you know, blues, you know, you mentioned BB King, when my dad started picking up guitar again, um, he's big into the blues. So, uh, BB King, the is gone, that was kind of always our song that we did together. Southern rock and classic rock, you know, the Eagles are probably, you know, one of my all-time favorite bands, Alden Brothers, um, Neil Young played a lot in my house growing up
0: too. And it's interesting with the, um, the opera that you did, did that help your voice? Did that make it stronger? Because that's that's quite a departure from country music. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, the the reason the way I got into that, you know, I just I just started taking singing lessons. I think I was about twelve years old. I did um, I auditioned for a school musical, and everybody was like, "Wow, you know, you've got a great voice. You should take lessons." So at the time, the lessons that were available were mostly classically trained kind of lessons, and so mm-hmm. you know, I I just kind of got into that, which was great. because I got the whole theory side of it, you know, as well as you know, just technique and proper breathing and how to, you know, how to have that power in your voice without killing it.
0: Let's focus in on these awards because this is all based on your debut album, Megan, Grace and Grit, which introduced us to you with Bow Chicka Wow Wow. And then we got to hear uh, Still Loving You, (laughs) the duet with Joe Nichols, Be Country With Me, one of my favorites, and of course the title track, Grace and Grit. So this album comes out, it does well on radio. You do so well at the CCMAs. Uh, In 2017, as I mentioned, Female Artist of the Year, Rising Star Award winner. And your album was nominated, and I I know you've talked about this in another interview. You were really proud of that nomination for Album Mm -hmm. of the Year. It's your debut record, first of all, and that year you were the only female in that category.
1: Which, I mean, mean, that's a huge honor for me. You know, it also speaks to some of the other, you know, issues, too. Just, you know, you don't see a lot of females. Getting getting nominated in that category, so I mean, I was proud to be one mm-hmm. of them. But I'd love to see, I'd love to see more in the future. Not you know, not just myself, but I, yeah, I was I was really proud of that. You know, for me as, as a new artist, for it being my first album to be in that category with you know with other artists who have been around a long time who are established. You know, I was I was very proud of that.
0: And then we look at the uh, Country Music Association of Ontario in 2017 as well, female artist of the year, rising star album and music video uh great to be recognized in your own province and again with the debut album all the work of course leading up to it yeah. but the debut album comes out and yeah. it's recognized so well
1: yeah no i, I mean you know that's ontario that's where i grew up that's where it all started so you know yeah. it, it was really great to have the respect and support of of my peers and and the people that have watched me grow throughout this whole process so that was And and those were my first awards ever, you know, for anything music-related. So that was a really cool moment for me.
0: And uh, on the album, Grace and Grit, uh, of course, Chad Kruger, he produced Bow Chicka Wow Wow, not only produced it, he wrote it with you. We know him from Nickelback. How
1: Mm -hmm. did a
0: country artist and Chad Kruger get together to write a song?
1: Um, Yeah, I get that question a lot. Um, (laughs) Well, I actually, uh, my manager, um, she knew Chad just, the industry she was she used to be an artist as well back in the day and stuff like that so that's how she knew chad and they were just friends and they were talking one day and she mentioned you know i, I started uh working with this new girl and you know i think she's a great writer and i'd love for you guys to write together and i mean at the time i, I just knew him as the nickelback guy you know as most people do right. and so i thought i don't know if that's really the right fit she said i'm telling you he loves country music and he's a great writer and i think it would be a good experience for you. so you know, I, I never turned down an opportunity to write with somebody no matter what genre they're in or or you know or who they are and you mm-hmm. know and it, and it all just worked out you know great connection for me we wrote this song that ended up being my first single um, which also led to him producing uh, led to him also producing other songs on the record which also led he was he was the person that um, that talked to Joe Nichols about the duet. So, you know, he also made that oh, wow! So it, made, it it started a whole chain of events that were that were just really great for me as an artist. Um, but I'm, I'm really grateful to him for those opportunities.
0: That's such a cool part of the business that I learn more and more about, just the connections, but how not, even, not just making good connections, but how that will lead to another one. You don't see it at the time, but that person leads well, exactly. you to meeting this person to the next opportunity.
1: Well, and, that, and that's why I say, you know, I'll never turn down an opportunity even if it doesn't necessarily, even if I don't see the bigger picture at the time, you know, just uh, it's always great to write with, with different people and, and see where it goes. You never know who you might meet or where you might make that connection. And, I mean, this whole industry and careers are built on connections and relationships. So, you know, it's always good to explore anything that comes your way. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't.
0: <laughs> exactly now, on this album, this led you to meet with a country music legend, one of my favorites, and of course, country fans everywhere love him Vince Gill uh, he sings on mm-hmm. Be Country with me, but let's talk about first of all Vince yes. Gill, uh you coming to his attention and him liking your music so much like did that seem surreal to hear that?
1: that was i mean i you know I still you know it over over a year and a half later, that still kind of blows my mind. I mean the way that came about. It was another sort of random connection thing. Uh, my manager had reached out to Justin Meebank about producing the album, you know, which in and of itself was even kind of a cold call. You know, I was a new artist. I didn't have anything else. Um, but she just kind of reached out and said, hey, I've got this role, and I'd love for you to produce your record. Um, you know, and he kind of said, well, you know, send me, send me the music, and if I love the music, then I'll, then I'll do it. You know, he's the kind of, a lot of the guys, you know, that, that have the accolades that he does, but then they're all about mm-hmm. Doing projects that they're that they're into and that they're passionate about, and I was very very grateful and, and felt very lucky that that he loved my music and loved it enough that he he was the one that passed it on to Vince. He said, you know, I, I think I want to send stuff to Vince. Would you be interested in having him in on this? And I said, Vince. He's like, yeah, Vince Gill. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think that's a that's a definitive yes. And so for me, that was really cool because again, like I, I had no reputation really to speak of, especially not in Nashville at the time, and you know, I had nothing out, nothing released. I was new, so he chose to be involved in that project just purely on the merit of songs that I'd written. So that was that was huge for me, and it was an amazing experience. I mean, he's, he's as wonderful of a human being as he is a, a musician and artist. So that whole that whole situation is just a, a bucket list thing that the kind of thing you hope happens one day, not not necessarily on your first yeah. record. So. Yeah
0: exactly right right from the start that's incredible and the song of course that he sings Mm -hmm. harmony on is be country with me was there any hesitation with a Mm -hmm. song like that i love it it did great on country radio obviously but when you Mm -hmm. release it these days like a song as traditional as that do you you have to sort of sit back and do people Mm -hmm. say it might be too traditional does that come up at all
1: oh i definitely heard that it was too traditional too country which is a ridiculous thing to even hear coming from country radio but um (laughs) No, exactly. I felt really, really, really strongly about that song. I felt strongly that it was a really, uh, really strong representation of who I am as an artist. It's absolutely one well, of the fan makers so that I play it live. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite songs to play live because people
0: are just so into it. Uh, I want to turn to your latest song, Country Music Made Me Do It. I hear this all the time on the radio, as do all country music fans. It's such a great song, and the video we'll talk about after we hear Thanks. the song but tell me about the inspiration behind this one. It is uh, such an incredible song. Um, you wrote it along with uh, one of the writers on it was your producer, Jeremy Stover. But this yeah. song says so much to, I know it's your story, but it says something to a lot of country music fans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Jeremy was actually the one that brought that idea in. Um, he said, you know, I had this idea, and it was inspired by just spending time with, with you, meaning me. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's really that is sometimes difficult for me, you know, once you get to a certain point in your career where music is such a huge part of it, there's a lot of ways that your life is different than, than most people that, that are your fans and listening to your music. So, you know, it's hard to sometimes to find a good happy medium where you write songs that are speaking the truth about your life but are so relatable to your fans that don't have the same kind of lifestyle as you. Um, but when it came to that song, I felt like, you know, this isn't just about how it inspired me as an artist and as a musician, but how it inspired me as a person. And I think how it inspires country music fans in general. You know, people that love country love country hard. You know, and, and they they don't. It's not yeah. just music they listen to; it's their whole lifestyle. It's you know yep. everything about them. Um, and I I know that just just as a music lover, not even as a musician music has changed my life a song can change your whole day or your whole perspective or you know it, it, they're they're representative of moments and, and emotions and so i felt like you know if we wrote it the right way that it was something that both music other musicians and just music lovers could could relate to and respond to and, and, I, and I think it hit the way we wanted it to which has been really cool to watch
0: Yeah, it's done so well. It's a favorite of so many people, and I love hearing it every single time. This is Megan Patrick, and country music made me do it on In The Country.
2: I see
0: And that is Megan Patrick and Country Music Made Me Do It here on In the Country. Be sure to check her out online at meganpatrick.com. We're going to get to another song from that album in just a bit. Uh, And Megan, the video for this song is so cool. Uh, You shot it on Mm -hmm. Broadway in Nashville, and I know they closed down (laughs) several blocks of Broadway. This is such a great full circle story, and it ties back to years before Um. and a pair of boots you wanted. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, it was definitely a really cool full circle moment for me. Um, the first time I came down to Nashville was probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, we were going to Bonnaroo, which is a music festival just outside of uh, Nashville in, in Manchester. And we decided to hang for a couple nights in Nashville and drive up early or down early. Sorry. And, um, you know, I, I had, I was so broke. I mean, early for the trip or the, the festival to begin with, but there was this pair of cowboy boots that I really wanted and I had my guitar with me, so I sat on the corner and just played until I made enough money to buy some boots and, you know, drink on Broadway for the night. And so, you know, (laughs) come full circle to shooting this video. I'm standing on Broadway, on an empty Broadway, which I've never seen before, shooting this music video. It was about 5 in the morning, and I was so tired, that I looked over, and there's that same corner I was sitting at, you know, playing my guitar for beer money and boot money, you know, seven years ago. And now I've got this, these three blocks shut down and she went, shoot my music video and I was like, all right, kids, you're really doing it. You really made it. You know? So that was a really cool moment.
0: That is a great mark of how far you've come when, when that story happens and what a great ending and a beginning at the same time. Uh, this new album is so incredible. We're going to get to another song from it in a few moments called the bad guy, but you have a song on here called mm-hmm. George straight. And I'm a, I'm a huge country fan, of mm-hmm. course. So I love George Strait, and I love what you say in this song. It's yeah. really clever. Tell me about the inspiration behind the song, George Strait.
1: Um, well, it kind of came from a funny situation. I was doing an interview, and um, I, you know, I, I when I do interviews, I, I love to talk about my music and the songs and everything. But sometimes you get asked questions like, "So you know, who's your celebrity crush?" And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Why is that? Why is that relevant? But I just kind of looked at him in a you know, dead face. I said, "I said George Strait. You know, I think they expected me to say, you know, with Brian or George Bentley or something." And I said, "No, man. He's, right. he's a cowboy. He's, he's classic, and you know, he, he's a he's traditional, and you know, he's the king." And so I kind of made a joke about it, you know, saying, "Well, if you're if you're the type of guy who wants to date a girl like me, you just need to think, well, what would George Strait do?" And then I thought, maybe there's a song in that, and either it's going to be really cheesy or it can be really cool. And I, I brought it into the right room because Kelly Archer and Adam Hamburger are two of the most talented songwriters I know. And I think we turned it into something that, that was really cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy we, we made it into something cool.
0: It's a great song. And when I, when I listen to the album, I just think to myself, this is one of those albums where every song is a potential single if you, if you chose to release it. There's no filler. They're all great songs.
1: Well, that's that's definitely. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I mean that's that's really important to me. I don't ever want to have songs that are fillers. I want to have an album full of songs that people want to listen to. You know, I don't I don't want anybody to have to feel like they got to skip through a bunch of songs to get through it. I want people to be able to listen to it top to bottom. So, thank you for saying that. I appreciate
0: that. Definitely, uh, on here, uh, one of the songs is co-written with Derek Ratan, J T Harding, and of course yourself. Case of beer and a bed. Uh, let's talk about Derek Rattan for a second. Of course, he's a fellow Canadian, who's done mm-hmm. so well as an artist, and of course, songs, huge songs, a couple for Blake Shelton. Tell me about writing with uh, Derek.
1: Yeah. As you said, he's obviously had a number of hits, and, and, and not just, you know, for me, it wasn't even just about the success of those songs on, on the charts and everything, but I just they just happen to be some of my favorite songs, you know, especially the songs he, he's written, a few for Eric Church that are some of my favorite songs that he's put out. So you know, I just felt like I'm like if there's anybody that could be able to touch on what I'm trying to do sound wise, I felt like he was going to be a great person for me to get into a room with. Um, I mean, he's he's just a he he's a great guy to be around. He's funny and he's talented, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with the the song that we we did i brought that hook in and it was another one of those ones i'm like this could go one of two ways either we can find a way to make it really cool or it's just not going to land but you know Derek and and jt were able to help me turn it into something that i could be proud of so um, and, and you know it's actually been one that i've heard from a lot of fans you know just doing this tour over the past month um a lot of fans have said they really love that song
0: that's got to be an interesting process in the songwriting room, I mean, overall, but specifically I'm thinking about when you have an idea and it's not going in the direction you had thought it would and maybe not in a good direction, how do you – it's got to be mm-hmm. a challenge to turn it around and also exciting to turn it around and make it work.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough. You know, sometimes – some days, you know, you go into a room like, – um, and you have this idea, and, and it can start taking off in a, in a direction that, that you don't like. And, and it's one of the things that's tough as an artist and as a songwriter, is you have to learn to be able to assert yourself when that happens. Because, you know, part of it, you don't want, to like, you know, or pain or whatever, but at the end of the day, everybody in that room, the goal is to have that song get cut. And if doesn't just love it, then they're not going to cut it. So, you know, the other people in the room want you to be honest if you don't like the, where it's going. Or, or even sometimes you just say, you know what? I don't, think this, I don't think we're writing this song today or this just isn't hitting right. Let's try, it, let's try something else. But you have to be able to, you know, if you have an idea that you feel strongly about and you feel strongly about the way you want it to come out and it's not coming out that way, you have mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what, think, let's try something else, you know. And that's been a big lesson for me to learn over the last couple of years, you know, just being able to assert myself and, and ask for what I want.
0: Before we get to another song from the album Country Music Made Me Do It, I want to talk about a song on here. It's the only one of the twelve that you didn't have a hand in writing. Just like on your first album, there was an outside song. Mm -hmm. This time around, it's called "Feel Me Gone." I know that you heard this song, the demo of it, loved it right away. I love this song. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you felt and what you thought when you first heard "Feel Me Gone."
1: Well, I mean, the first time I heard it, I mean, I was, I loved it right away. You know, Jeremy sent it to me and said, I think you could sing the hell out of this. And I listened to it and, it and it was one of those songs like, man, I wish I did write that, <laughs> you know? <and> so. <laughs> but it just, when 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 we went in and, and cut my own vocals on it, you know, and I said to Jeremy, I said, you know, can we make this fit with the rest of the music? Because it is a little bit of a departure style wise from the rest of my music. But he said, I, I think, he said, I think this will be, this is going to be a really cool song for you and it's going to show a side of you that people haven't really seen. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad we cut it. And I mean, that's my whole thing. If I'm going to cut an outside song, I have to feel really passionate about it and I have to be able to listen to it and say, okay, I didn't write that, but I'd say something like that. Or I, I would, you know, think something mm-hmm. like that. Like I have to feel connected to it and I definitely did. And I, you know, I'm sure a big part of that is, is Kelly's, you know, her, her um, input on it because Kelly and I have written so many great songs together and I love her way of writing so I was happy to be able to you know also give her another cut on the record because I think she's great.
0: That's amazing Uh, let's turn to another song from the album this one written uh, by you Kelly Archer and Nathan Spicer and it's called The Bad Guy and before we play it Megan what can you tell Mm -hmm. us about the song?
1: Um, You know what this is this has become one of my favorite songs on this album and I think it's become a fan favorite already too just since the record came out You know, it was it was a really vulnerable song to write. It was it it was just a really honest song about you know sometimes the kind of the flip side of breakups. You know, you hear a lot of songs from the perspective of the person being left or cheated on or whatever. You know, but I felt that you know the other side needed a voice too. It's it's hard to be the one who leaves sometimes too, and there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of hurt involved. Um, And you know, and I just thought also it was a cool twist. You know, being a female here, you know, to say I'll be the bad guy.
0: So, yeah,
1: you know when I again when I brought that idea into to Kelly and, and Nathan, you know Kelly they, they they just were the right people to do the song, and I'm so happy with the way it turned out. And I think a lot of people really relate to it. So
0: it's a great song. Let's share it now. This is Megan Patrick and the Bad Guy on in the country.
2: You said that you'd do better. Don't think I don't wonder when I'm lying here wide awake if I quit too soon, but baby.
0: Megan Patrick, that is her song, The Bad Guy. It's on her country music, Made Me Do It album, which you can get at iTunes and anywhere great music is sold. And uh, you've got to get this whole album, every song on it. All 12 songs are winners. Uh, I wanted to ask you about songs you've yeah. written that you you hope one day, Megan, either you've written now or will write in the future, that you hope another artist might record. Do you do that? Do you, do you try to pitch songs yeah. for someone else to record?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... A lot of times it's hard to do that if you're not in a room with with the artists and writing for them. But that's something, you know, now that my record's finished. You know, I've got a little bit of time before I put out a new one. You know, I'm always writing for myself as well. But you know, I just I just want to improve as a writer. Which you know, lately I've you know I've been writing a lot of songs for for artists. You know, and just trying to learn how to write from that perspective and in that way. You know, I just I just love writing songs whether it's for me or for anybody else. And obviously. I'd be thrilled to have anybody else cut a song that I wrote. Um, you know, it's just, all, it's just all part of it. It's just a different part of me that really loves that creative
0: aspect. I bet when you're writing for other artists, then you can step outside of yourself and be really creative. Write a song yeah, that might not fit your image, but for someone else it does.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, And I, and I love, you know, there I've written lots of songs that, that I love that I think are great songs that I wouldn't put on my own record, not because they're not great, but because they just don't, fit what I'm doing, but, you know, I I don't want to keep myself from writing a song just because it, it's not something I would cut, you know, I think it's important to be able to write all different styles of music and, you know, different perspectives and everything just as a songwriter in general, it's, it's just good practice.
0: And you had a big cut on a song here in Canada, of course, the Gord Bamford song, you were a writer on Breakfast Beer, I, one of my favorites of his, it's so catchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah, that was yeah that was my first outside cut, and, and it was cool for me, too, that it was from a male artist as well. Um, so yeah. I, I was really, really grateful to to board for putting that song out. So that was, that was definitely a cool moment
0: for me as well. Awesome. As we get set to wrap up here, Megan, I wanted to ask you about your Merle Haggard uh, lyrics. You have tattooed on your arm now. Some people say they're country artists, but don't commit all the way. You're all in when you put Merle Haggard <laughs> lyrics on your body permanently. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I've got I've got quite a few things permanently on my body, so. Um, but yeah, no, they're all just like part. They're all just part of my story, and, and that particular tattoo is, um, I actually got that. Uh, I don't know how many years I've had. I, I was in Nashville when I got it, and I just, you know, I just kind of was at a point. It was before I put my first record out. I just signed my record deal, um, and I was just so excited about about the future, you know, and, and just kind of dreaming about it and thinking about it. But also, you know, trying to stay level-headed and remind myself, you know, stay who you are throughout this and be sure to yourself. And and so that's where, you know, I just dream, keep on being the way I am. You know, you can dream, but stay grounded at the same time is kind of what I took from it. And I love some so. (laughs) It's a pretty (laughs) impulsive tactic, most of mine are. But I don't regret it yet, so.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, that's great. Uh, Megan, this has been wonderful to have the chance to chat with you. I've been a fan since uh, your first song came out. Love the Grace and Grit album, and of course, country music made me do It, it is wonderful, and I encourage our listeners to uh, grab this whole album because they're going to love every track. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh,
1: absolutely. Thank you. It was, it was great talking with you. You always have great in-depth questions, and I, and I love it. And you do your research, so you actually know what you're, <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> so I appreciate you for that.
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you, Megan. That's so so nice to hear. Once again, my guest has been country artist Megan Patrick. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.